well, that was us being a GM. So we're going to try to do it again next week. We'll be tackling the AFC East and the NFC East. If you don't know the teams in those divisions, that's going to be the Bills, Patriots, Dolphins, Jets, and then the Cowboys, Eagles, the newly named Commanders um, with their fun name, the Commies, and then the Giants. So we'll go ahead and uh, tackle those next week. But before we end the show, we wanted to do a quick recap section of what's going on in the NFL. I know Dom wanted to talk about Aaron Rodgers' IG post. If you guys aren't familiar with what he posted, I'll go ahead and read it real quick. I'll try to be quick. But he said, here's some Monday night gratitude, or I guess he said, here's some hashtag Monday night gratitude for some of the incredibly special people in my life with some pictures from the last beautiful year. So he said, at Shailene Woodley, thanks for letting me chase after you. The first couple months, I don't know if I need to talk about. He just talks about his uh, his girlfriend or fiance or whatever. But then getting into um, the football aspect of it, he says, to the men I got to share the quarterback room with every day, Matt, Nathaniel, Luke, at Jordan Love, at Kurt Benkert. And then you guys made every day so much fun. And I'm so thankful for the daily laughs and stress relief you brought me every week of the year. I love you guys. To the Friday crew at Aya Dacob and Arcob at Frankie Hebby. Yo, these are some weird ads. And then at David Bakhtiari. Dude, there's his name. That makes so much sense. I loved every moment we got to spend together this year. Your love and support was overwhelming. I cherish the friendship I have with each of you. To my teammates, past and current, you are the icing on a beautiful cake we call our job. Football, the friendships that we have will transcend our collective time in this game. And I am so thankful for the role that each of you have played in making my life that much better. I love you guys and cherish the memories we've made. To everyone else, shared love and gratitude. You're beautiful people. And read a book once in a while, too, while you are at it. Love and peace. So I guess from this, what do you guys... You know, what do you guys take from it? I'm just going to open it up. You guys can kind of freely talk. Taking it that he's kind of getting, you know, he's putting the hint out that he's ready to leave. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. Whether that's retiring or just leaving the team altogether, um, either way, he made a big impact on the league no matter what. So, yeah, I I think, David, you said the right word. I, I think maybe even like a retirement consideration post like this doesn't sound like a hey I'm leaving the Packers you know what I mean if, if that was the case then he would have thanked I think more Packers related I, I he, yeah. he, he thanked people like throughout his whole career you know what I mean so like th- this to me almost seems like yeah I'm done so uh, what do you think Dom I don't know because we never know exactly what is going through Aaron Rodgers head right so he could say one thing, but he really means something completely different. Um, to me, it sounded more of a goodbye to the Packers than um, retiring. He did say on the Pat McAfee show that no decision's been made on his future, whether he's staying with the Packers or retiring or wanting to go somewhere else and whatnot. Um, but as you were reading this, I'm listening to it. I'm like, maybe <laughs> this dude was just sitting back in his living room having a drink and just reminiscing and just like, wow, I'm really thankful for, you know, all the people that have helped me get to the point where I am right now. So who knows? But to me, it sounded 
more of a goodbye to the Packers than retiring. I honestly think we had this conversation, I feel like last episode about Aaron Donald and that he still had so much left in the tank. When you look at Tom Brady, I I think Tom Brady still could have played at a high level for at least another season, maybe even two more seasons. And obviously Aaron Rodgers could probably play at a high level for another four, maybe even five seasons, you know, obviously, you know, injuries and stuff like that. But um, I think maybe he's just tired of the mental grind. Maybe he's just not having fun anymore. You know what I mean? I think, I think we don't realize that, you know, it's not all about the physical aspect of it. It's about that, that mental aspect. And it's about, do you really want to get up every morning at four in the morning and get ready and go to work and watch film and work out and, you know, eat right and take care of your body and be on the road you know, so many weeks out of the year and flying and on a bus and, and getting beat up. And can, can you, can you mentally take that, you know, day after day, year after year. And, and even though you still can play, even though you're still probably one of the best at your position, do you want to do that anymore? That's almost what I feel like I got from this. And that's almost what I feel like I've kind of seen him over the past couple of years is that he's just tired. He's just not having fun anymore. And even when they're winning, it doesn't seem like he's having fun. And maybe, maybe he's just done. Maybe he's like, you know what? I'm done causing drama. I want to go live my life and do other things and be with my, be with my, you know, fiance um, and just, just have fun again. And that's kind of what I got from it. But to move on to the next topic, if you guys don't have anything else to add to this one. No, not this time. I know (laughs) that, um, Going forward, after we kind of get through all this, uh, you know, having fun being GMs, we're going to go ahead and cover the USFL. Um, and their draft is right now as we record. So I kind of just wanted to get what you guys, you know, were hoping to get out of this. Season. And again, I think this season is going to be, you know, it, it's going to be like a, a rollout season. You know, you're rolling out a new product. You want to grow your brand as much as possible. You want to, you know, see consistent viewership growth, you know, week by week. I I think right now it's more of let's establish a brand and let's finish the season because the last three spring football leagues that we've seen come up the last couple of years never made it through their full season. Granted, I think the XFL was on the way to doing so, and I think they were going to be really successful, but then COVID hit and kind of derailed everything. But I think right now it's, Let's establish a brand and let's, you know, finish a full season and, you know, keep trying to grow. And I'd add on to that in the sense that it's, I think we want to make the league as entertaining as possible as well. Oh, absolutely. And there's, there's good players in this league. I'm looking at the quarterbacks that were drafted in the first round um, because the way that they're doing the draft is different. So day one, you had, you know, the first round, everyone drafted their quarterbacks and like each round was like geared towards a different position. So the first round, number one overall was Shea Patterson from um, the former Michigan quarterback. Yeah, that's a name that, you know, we pretty much all know. He was a former five-star recruit. You have former NFL quarterback, Kyle Oletta, and then people that followed the XFL, Jordan Tamayu uh, from the St. Louis Battlehawks. He's was a second overall pick in this draft. So I, I think for the most part, they're going to struggle with, you know, name recognition with some of these guys, but they're still going to be good players. Yeah. I, I just want competitive football. I think honestly, yeah. 
when we watched the XFL, it seemed like the beginning of that season, we really had some competitive football. And I hope that we can kind of continue that going forward. I think it'll be fun. And, you know, if, if, they, if like I said, if they can keep it competitive and they can keep us interested, then I'm down. I'm down to watch it. You know, I love football. I'll watch it all year round. I don't care. <laughs> so, uh, Brian, what do you hope to get out of this season? Um, honestly, I don't really have – I'm trying to keep my expectations really low just because I was really excited for the XFL last year or, well, two years ago, I think it was. And when they cut the season short, I was really disappointed. So, yeah, I just want to see them separate themselves enough from, like, the NFL – like you're talking about with the name brand. And I also just want to see, uh, you know, them complete a full season. Okay. Well, to transition, when you talk about the XFL and you talk about, you know, separating, becoming their own league, well, the XFL and the NFL have uh, agreed to a partnership. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. Mm-hmm. I did. But the headline, you know, reads XFL to be petri dish for football innovation prospect development with a partnership agreement with the NFL. So basically my understanding is that, you know, there's not going to be any player sharing, but there's going to, it's going to be taken a little bit more seriously when they look at, you know, coaching prospects from this league, when they look at player prospects from this league. So they're going to try to hire, you know, good young head coaches or maybe coaches that, um, once we're in the league and that are looking for a second chance, you know, to kind of develop and grow and then show that they can still be, you know, coaches within the NFL. And then same for players, you know, getting, getting guys who are probably fringe roster guys, maybe even guys who are looking for second chances, um, taking that seriously. I think that, that that's kind of what they're trying to go after. And then obviously, you know, that development, and then maybe they'll try out some new technology, whether that was new like safety gear or maybe new, you know, rules and see how people like it um, that they can adopt in the NFL. What do you guys think about this, you know, partnership? And what are you gauging that it might be like? Uh, just kind of open it up. I think it's good. It definitely gives a lot of validity to the XFL. Um, they makes them appear more of a serious product and a product that should be taken seriously. I like that they're going to be trying out, you know, potential rule changes in the NFL, because I think that's something that's kind of been lacking. They'll, the NFL will, you know, implement these rule changes without testing them out. And then they realize once they implement it, that, wow, this rule kind of sucks. Maybe we should have tested this out first. So <laughs> they'll, they'll be using the XFL as, you know, pretty much like guinea pigs for, for new rules, new equipment. And then I think that's one going to, make the XFL better because it's going to be giving them more notoriety and more, I guess, respect, you know, with the sports audience, but it's also going to make the NFL product better because they're going to be testing out these new rules and see how they work. And if it doesn't work, then they can, you know, change it a little bit to really refine the the rules that they implement. You know, I I think it's great for us because that means we get to watch, you know, good football all year round. Yeah. I agree. And and if clearly the NFL is probably going to be pumping money into this. So, you know, it's just it's not going to fizzle out. You know what I mean? They're they're going to have the backing of the NFL and then obviously the backing of these guys that have a lot of money that own the XFL. So 
I think that we could probably see it at least go four or five seasons, maybe. Um, if not longer. Yeah. And to add on to that, I don't think the USFL is going to be going anywhere either because they're backed by Fox Sports. Yeah. So, you know, their, their money pit's going to be endless too. So I think we legitimately could have three professional football leagues in, yeah. the, in the U.S., and I think that's awesome. And honestly, the XFL could kind of become almost like the developmental G League for the NBA, like where maybe some of these guys come out of high school and instead of going to college, maybe they come and play in the XFL for a couple years. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe you keep it to where you got to be, you got to play like, you know, two years of, you know, I don't even know what you would call it, semi-professional football, I guess, at this point, um, before you can come into the NFL. So maybe maybe you make a requirement that each team has to have 10 guys on their roster that come out of, you know, high school for a couple of years or whatever, um, something like that. But I think that would definitely be an interesting prospect. I think that would be difficult because you you would still be putting them in a league with former NFL players. So, I mean, some dude right out of high school is still going to be going up against someone that either was a former NFL player, was a former D1 college athlete. You know, they're still going to be putting up against grown men that I think that's going to be that might be a disaster. But well, I don't I don't I don't know if you play them, though. You know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they maybe they just they sit on the practice squad. You develop them. But I mean, you're talking about your what I'm talking about is your you know, your your top like 20 prospects each year, you know what I mean? Maybe given the opportunity to, to join the XFL. And then those guys would, you'd be like, yeah, we're going to pay you, but you're not going to play for the first year. You're just going to develop and practice and stuff like that. And then maybe year two and year three, that's, that's when you can start playing. Um, I, I think they would, they would prefer to go to college where they can play and they'll still get paid with NIL money. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, I'm just saying it's definitely an opportunity for them to explore. I think that that would be something interesting. Um, maybe yeah. even have a subset, you know, set of teams just for those kind of guys. Yeah, you kind of stole my thunder on that one, Nick, because that's where I was going to go with it. Well, with like the subset of teams? Well, I was just going to make, make note of like the G League or the minor league for baseball, whatever, and do stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it, it'd even be interesting, like, um, maybe, maybe the XFL and the USFL, maybe they merge together. Um, and those are like your, you know, your two conferences, like you have, you know, the AFC and the NFC, and then maybe make like a, a tier system within professional football where you're trying Nick, to, you read my mind Yeah, where you're, where you're trying to team build. And then you have guys that you have teams that can move up and down. I, I think the only problem with that is I don't know if the I just don't think there'd be that much talent to spread around in order for teams realistically to move up. But because when you talk about, you know, the tier system within like the Premier League, it's a little bit easier because you only have 11 guys on. the. So it's like when you talk about 11 guys compared to having to fill, you know, you know, 24 starters. I just think that it's a little bit different, but it's definitely something that could be explored. I think that college football should explore it first and see if it works, but it's definitely something interesting. Maybe over the next, within five years, we could look at that. But Not to mention, um, but Premier League or whatever European football slash soccer league there is, that's a worldwide game. Keep in mind, you're talking about American football 
where it's primarily keyword or primarily played in United States slash to a degree Canada. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I don't really know how much a pyramid system like, um, you know, European soccer leagues have would really work in the U S but I definitely, you know, a, a XFL USFL merger was something that I think could have been down the road instead of the XFL NFL partnership. I think the XFL and the USFL merging and then, you know, maybe moving some teams because you don't need, you know, two teams in Tampa Bay and whatnot. But I think that could have been a really good move because that would have combined those two leagues. So it's just the, the product and the viewership would have been even bigger. And it, I guess it could have been like a, another minor league to the NFL instead of having three leagues, you know, you could have had, had one secondary league that, you know, had 16 teams in it with potential to grow. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, if, if those two, if those two leagues combine together, I think the XFL should look at where the USFL has teams and maybe try to keep the teams where they have different, you know, uh, if they have teams in different cities, keep those, but then maybe try to pick some different cities as well. And then I think we're missing, you know, a whole opportunity up in Canada where they have a whole league that has, um, you know, a following up there. Maybe, maybe you try to you know, merge these three leagues together 10 years down the road and you try to add all these teams together and create a big, you know, minor league system like you're talking about for the NFL with the NFL pumping money into it, but also, also all these leagues, you know, if, if, if they're able to build their brand individually and come together, I think that that would be maybe even an opportunity down the road as well. But yeah, I guess the, the only thing that I would be hesitant about the CFL is the rules are, you know, they can be pretty different at times compared to what we're used to with, you know, the NFL or the USFL or XFL. I, and you know what? I agree with you, but kind of thinking about it, it might be fun to like, because I, I know it's not like drastically different, but when you talk about like baseball, um, there is like, you know, the, the, difference with dh rules and stuff like that but maybe more yeah but there i'm just talking about like when there was you know what i mean you kind of right if you go if you go and you play you know a canadian team in canada they're at home you have to adapt to their rules you know what i mean obviously i think you'd have to change it so it wasn't like crazy drastic but maybe like you know a few differences i think that might be fun that might be fun to watch it would shake it up um, and it would just add a different aspect to the game. I think that might be interesting. You know what I mean? Obviously, I, like I said, I think that'd be 10 or 15 years down the road, but it's something to look at. I mean, that's something, you know, future building within, I guess, minor league football, if you want to call it that. I don't. <laughs> but I think that's going to do it for the episode. Um, I will say this, this might be a two-part episode. So you're probably hearing me talk in the second part right now. Um, just we've been going for a while now. I'll probably split it up. That way you guys don't have to listen to an hour and a half episode. But if you like this format, if you like what we're doing, let us know. You know, I, I think that, that we had fun doing this and maybe we do this for other sports as well in their off seasons. But like I said, next week, we're going to go ahead and tackle the AFC East and the NFC East. Um, and we'll probably have, you know, some different guys on here that are that are going to be contributing to that so go ahead and tune in but thank you guys for listening uh thank you for continuing to support us and as always this was two minute drill presented by deep dive sports until next time thank you everyone for listening to another episode of two minute drill and make sure to follow the show on instagram at two minute drill podcast bds 
Don't forget to follow deep.dive.sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can listen to all of our shows wherever you get your podcasts. Also, comment on all our posts and episodes. We would love to hear what you think about the show and what we talk about each week. And as always, two-minute hero listeners, until next time.